So what, you think Matt Healy eats cat meat? You think he's obsessed with 9-11 and has a shrine to George W. Bush or something? Are he and Taylor Swift worshiping at the altar of Congresswoman Marjorie Taylor Greene? No, you imbecile. He's a staunch leftist just like her. Let's reel it back into reality. Also, to those Swifties having an absolute conniption over this pairing, please, Name one thing that a man has built that a liberal woman has not destroyed. Exactly what I thought. I'm gonna expand and lay out all the reasons people think that the 1975's Matt Healy is problematic and why people desperately want Taylor Swift to break up with him. And I'm gonna tell you exactly why you're a moron. The fact that there are Swifties saying that they feel unsafe or unwelcome at her concerts because of this buffoon is the most egregious thing I've ever experienced in this fandom. Matt Healy is a lot of things, but he's not racist or bigoted or any other ist or you want to throw at him. I'm Alex Clark and this is a mini pop all about Matt Healy and Taylor Swift. I kind of talked about this in this week's politics episode, but there were a lot of messages. Well, what about this? What about this? A lot of people are saying this. So I just thought I would expand and lay it all out on the table and kind of do like a deep dive into this one subject. Someone on Twitter named Lilo Rise did a fantastic thread on all of this, but I'll quickly go through a bunch of the examples people are using as evidence that Taylor is basically dating the Antichrist and must be disavowed because of it. Seriously, they're writing huge letters and petitions saying that Swifties must speak now to get her to break up with him. One of the first things being brought up is that Matt played clips of Prince Andrew and Andrew Tate during his most recent tour in January. Therefore, he's a bigot. Homophobic, racist, transphobic, and anti-woman. Okay, slow down there, Stardust Moonrise. It's performance art where he does this entire problematic character on stage showcasing what he believes to be toxic masculinity. And then he morphs into his normal self for the second half of the show. So there are people actually making this connection out there. This is how crazy we've got. They're saying that Taylor dating Matt and then allowing Matt to go on stage with Phoebe Bridgers for one of her opening acts on the Eras tour is now a breach of contract and false advertisement of Taylor's brand, all because they don't consider Maddie to be woke enough. On November 1st, 2022, Taylor Swift announced tour dates and the supporting artists prior to tickets going on sale. This means that at the time of purchase, fans knew who to expect performing prior to clicking buy. It certainly can be argued that fans were purchasing tickets for Taylor Swift and that anything else along with it was extra. But every part of the Eras tour is an extension of and represents Taylor Swift, the artist person, and Taylor Swift, the corporation. When we purchased the tickets for the tour, we entered into a contract for services of goods. In doing this, we as fans and consumers expect to get the product as advertised or as closely to it as possible. I am fully aware of the idea that part of the social contract we as fans share with Taylor Swift is based on the knowledge of past behavior. In this case, I mean it that we know to expect special guests because of the 1989 and rep tours. On the 1989 and rep tours, the special guests who appeared by surprise seemed to align with the general core principles Taylor Swift also stood for. Post-1989 and rep tours, the next images of Taylor we were presented with were through things like the Lover album promo cycle, me and you need to come down music videos, the man music video, the Miss Americana documentary, all too well 10 minute music video, and the Folklore and Evermore albums. In those pieces of media, we watched Taylor Swift champion for, support, and grapple with feminism and the struggle of women to be heard and taken seriously, LGBTQ+, full inclusivity for all members, political activism, voting, contacting government officials, speaking out against hate, general inclusion for all types of marginalized communities. With all that in mind, the logical conclusion would be 
that Taylor Swift continues to stand for those things and that there was a possibility she would become a more outspoken advocate and or ally for marginalized voices. During this time, her most frequent collaborators were two Jewish men, Jack Antonoff and Aaron Dessner. Possibility she would become a more outspoken advocate and or ally for marginalized voices. During this time, her most frequent collaborators were two Jewish men, Jack Antonoff and Aaron Dessner, and four Jewish women, Esty, Alana, Danielle Heim, and Zoe Kravitz. A likely conclusion one could draw from the fact that Taylor's closest collaborators being Jewish would be that at her upcoming tour, there would be likely little to zero chance of seeing anti-Semitism on stage at a concert they, we, paid for. The social contract Taylor continued to foster in the post-rep era implies a tour free of performers engaging in homophobic, anti-trans, anti-Semitic, misogynist, racist, anti-Asian, anti-Islam behaviors and acts on stage. However, for the past two weekends, a clear violation of the social contract between Taylor Swift, the person in company, and her fans has occurred. MH is not an accidental anti-Semite, misogynist, racist. There's countless examples, recent examples even, of his behavior illustrating this. This is very interesting to me because I just did a video about a month ago detailing how Taylor Swift became a leftist as a last ditch effort to save herself from cancellation during Kim Ye-Ageddon and how those very people that she aligned herself with would turn on her inevitably. Well, it just looks like we've arrived there sooner than we thought. The way that we are debating Maddie Healy when she had a NYU sweatshirt on and Kendrick Lamar and a slew of other celebs at Electric Lady Studios the other night. I mean, it was a 1989 Taylor's version album listening party, but y'all want to be boring and basic and fall for psyop. So we're not talking about it, okay? Let's dance. And I'm your freestyle dance teacher. Another thing people are bringing up as some sort of gotcha is that he said, thank you, Kanye, very cool, on stage during his song, Love It If We Made It. Now, the song, hence the title, is a commentary on what he believes is the decline of current culture because of people like former President Trump and Kanye West. He's quoting things that they said in a strategic way to point out how bizarre he thinks they are and how grim the world is. He's talking about Kaepernick kneeling and stuff like that in this song. I mean, he is saying, I'd love it if we could just make Make it through to the other side after all of this, cause I told ya, he is a leftist. Here he is reciting lyrics to the song and explaining what he meant by them. We can find out the information, access all the applications that are hardening positions based on miscommunication. We have the ability to connect and have all the information in the world. It's resulted in distrust and falsifying information. You have this kind of outrage-based Society gets out of control and that's where we are. F your feelings. It was like a rally shirt. Trump 2016, f your feelings. He's just taken the mask off and been like, no one cares. It is only hearsay. We're just left to decay. Modernity has failed us. I don't know when we got into this kind of post-truth world where one could deny. I mean, the, the best example is like uh, the flat earthers. There's tangible physical evidence. What do you do when truth comes into question? I'd love it if we made it. He has also explicitly condemned anti-Semitism from Kanye. He's obviously somebody who is dealing with grief and has mental health issues. Yeah. That's not an excuse to like do anti-Semitism. Yeah. In 2016, when former President Trump was announced the winner of the election, Maddie went on this entire tirade on stage against Trump supporters and how half of the country that voted for him are all racist bigots. It's also a black America. It's a Muslim America. It's a gay America. And today is a dark day. Listen, we feel it as well. We feel it just as much as you. And the thing is, 
Whereas I know that you can see that what seemingly is half of the country has at the moment sided with, unfortunately, bigotry and racism and all of those things that we don't stand for. Yeah, I know. But what I'm saying is, is that the other half of that country, aka you guys, is probably the best country that we've ever met. Another piece of evidence people are bringing forth against him to prove that he's some sort of anti-Semitic Nazi. They say, well, he does Nazi salutes on stage. Okay, a Jewish woman debunked this herself, but every time she tries to reach out to the people who are posting these viral threads, getting picked up by Buzzfeed and stuff, saying that Matt Healy is a Nazi, they block her because they want to continue to go viral. They want the likes, they want the write-ups in Buzzfeed. Okay, so in this video, you can see these people doing a Nazi salute. They held up their right arm straight up and held it there. Okay, now let's watch the video of Matty that's circulating around Twitter. As you can see, he put his left arm on his forehead and then does a regular military salute. He's also marching like someone from the military. You can hear but the song that's playing is I love it if we made it. And he's doing that because the next lyric is the war has been incited. He has been doing this military thing for years now. In case you didn't know, the song used to have a choreography that he would do and this is pretty much part of it. Now, this is a compilation of him performing the song throughout the years and doing the military salute way before Kanye started publicly spouting nothing all over social media. Which means, unless he's a psychic, he did and has been obviously doing a military salute. The cancelers have pointed out some social media posts that Matt has made. What are they? Edgy humor, dark humor. He also posted a screenshot of a list of Jews on Wikipedia. He did that because Wikipedia has a list of Jews and then they have a list of Muslims and a list of Catholics. And he was just drawing attention to the fact that um, this is kind of weird and bizarre to just be like, list of Jews. In interviews, Matt has described himself as caring about art and caring about being funny. And that he would rather be perceived as a pretend supervillain than a pretend hero. He knows that he's a professional troll and provocateur. Like the recurring bit that he did at the beginning of his song, It's Not Living If It's Not With You. I've been saying this a lot. I don't, um, the guys control the songs. I don't control the songs. They can cut me off at any point when I start, whatever. Whenever I start talking to somebody, they don't like it. Now I've been thinking about trans people in sports. So I'm not right wing, but it's like... I think it's a racist thing to say. What about a 2016 interview where he said it would be emasculating to date Taylor Swift? <gasps> Isn't that terrible? How could she be with him after that? Beyond just the headline was an introspective piece about how his sudden burst of fame at the time, struggling to grasp a sense of identity in that moment, would make it even harder to date someone with more fame than him. He was describing how he would be reduced to just being someone like Taylor's boyfriend and then how he'd lose all sense of self. How if you date someone that famous, you have to be really secure in who you are and he wasn't at that place in time. He wasn't even dating or trying to date Taylor. He was just using her as a hypothetical. The woman who interviewed him for this piece even followed up with a second article saying that he was not being misogynistic, but was deeply thinking about gender roles. He's been completely banned from the United Arab Emirates because of his staunch LGBTQ support. He's also an atheist. Basically what I'm saying is that the irony here is insane. Where are my rights as an atheist? Nowadays, I honestly think if you're like piously religious, if you're like dogmatically faithful, you should be kind of ashamed of yourself. 
He should really be a poster boy for everything that the left loves, but they've twisted everything that he does out of context just because they've decided, well, you're not right for Taylor Swift and I have to be the deciding factor in who she dates. Whatever, I do what I want. There's one thing that I think can fairly be dubbed problematic and worrisome, but it's probably for different reasons than you. And that is Maddie's comments from a recent podcast talking about watching what the left is calling black women torture porn. Like you said, I think it literally was like ghetto gaggers was on the TV. It's just somebody just getting like brutalized. This show that he went on is some sort of center left comedy skit show where they typically satirize the right wing. The whole thing was a joke allegedly and I don't personally find this one funny myself but I would like to point out that the leftists all of a sudden who find pornography so degrading and dehumanizing you know uh, and it's like so terrible how could he talk about watching pornography let alone pornography that stars a black woman. I love brown people. I don't care about people's color. They're saying that oh well it's because it's a site that you know apparently focuses on black women. What about all the other times? Like all of a sudden you're all offended by the idea of a man watching hardcore pornography. You know that 99% of the time it is normal according to your side and okay for a guy to not only watch porn but for women to make it. Your cognitive dissonance here is showing, I gotta tell ya. I love women. I bet I can name more porn stars than you. At the end of the day, I don't think that Matty Healy is a racist Nazi or whatever else you guys are accusing him of. I think he is a dark edgy sense of humor. I think he's probably crazy in love with Taylor while she probably doesn't consider herself to be in love with him. I think he's taken her out of the basement and put her in the penthouse and that is what she needs right now. I don't think that they're getting married or anything like that and I think we're gonna see her date several people this year because she just spent six years hiding away with one person and barely experiencing life, okay? She's gonna have a crazy next two years and then I bet she's gonna meet the one and then she will get married. Some are thinking, well, why couldn't she just rebound with a normal person like Pete Davidson? And to that I say, there's no arguing there. But I warned you this was going to happen. Not the rebound stuff, but her leftist fans turning on her. You need to watch that video because I explain this whole thing step by step. If you agree that Matty Healy isn't as problematic as the left is trying to make him seem, like this video, thumbs up, subscribe to my channel for the perspective of your resident conservative Swifty. I'm Alex Clark, toodles. Hopefully you found the conservatee scalding today. Don't forget if you want to get the full Poplitics experience to follow us on Instagram at Poplitics where you can see all the fun clips. You can find me on Instagram too, at RealAlexClark. Love you, mean it. Bye.